Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, nay, indeed today, the day of release, is the 60th anniversary of the release of the Beatles' first album. Please, please me. I thought you were going to say the 60th uh, anniversary of this show. Uh, it feels like it sometimes, <laughs> but no, we still got 54 years to go. Uh, it is actually, uh, this week actually I think is our sixth birthday week, so Aww. happy birthday program as happy well. Birthday, yeah, happy everyone. birthday, Happy birthday, everyone. Yeah, t- two big releases. Please, please me. <laughs> Equally culturally impactful. And our first episode, which was reviewing um, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, both the same value in cultural impact. But yes, uh, because the Beatles are doing that, we thought, what a great excuse to watch one of the Beatles' many, many films. We asked our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash podcast to pick, and they chose 1965's Help! I presume They needed somebody. Say. And indeed, maybe not they just were, anybody. Maybe, no. You know, they need someone. Maybe mm-hmm. it was... Maybe you've got Patreons in there that needed actual help and it was their cryptic cry way of yeah, yeah. And, then, and you have not done anything no. to aid them well i want to know about the ones that want a yellow submarine and are they part uh, of the uh, current uh, political dealings between <laughs> australia and the <laughs> oh, no, ones that have ha- yeah. had a hard day's night yeah, have yeah. You been told what color those are going to be yet because because I, I might have the inside track for mm-hmm. them Ooh. um but yes we are going to be watching help and uh, joining me as you can probably hear we is have, a kitten is a kitten yes mina the kitten we we haven't returned her she has won her place in this household, and uh, our guests are very excited about that. Uh, but we have two people, one who has seen the film before and one who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it's Andrew David. Hello. Welcome back to the program, Andrew. Thank you. A film I have not seen. Amazing. Yes. Uh, Andrew, of course, in your day-to-day life, uh, you make things. I do indeed make things. I work for an escape room. I uh, build and maintain them. Mm. Yeah. And what's the longest it's taken someone to not escape from a room? Like, has there ever been anyone that's kind of just, like, camped out overnight, determined to solve the puzzle? Uh, we have had ghost hunters come through the building who oh. have been there for for many, many hours. Mm. And we do have a skeleton in one room that I joke is a former maintenance staff member who just couldn't figure out the room. Mm. <laughs> are these legitimate ghost hunters? Joke. They are. In mm. Joke. Legally, it's a joke. Yes, legally, it's a yeah. joke. No, no, sorry, I, I was not aware that ghost hunters were out and about and uh, and doing their thing in the escape room scene. Well, it's because that the building we're in is 120 years old, and about a dozen people have died in it in that time. Mm. Cool. Any wow. of them in the escape room? Like in, uh, in the haunted house room, the the matron of the original constructors of the house uh, died in her bed. Ah, just just pointing out. Not while it was an escape room, though. I feel like I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I, I will be asking you about ghost hunters off offline because we're going to get distracted. Yes, too we much. will. So um, that's a whole tangent. Yes, no, that's fantastic though. Uh, the I've only ever done one escape room. Oh yeah, did you get out? She's I here. Did, but I had to do it with someone I hated. Oh yeah. Ah, how and is Kate Mulvey? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're no longer sisters. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, no, I had to do it with yeah, and it was, it was me and that guy and one other person mm. who I liked, but that was really tough Do doing the room with someone you hate. With someone I hate. You hated them at the time. Yeah. Not because of the room. No, that didn't help. But mm. wouldn't that have brought you extra motive? That's just the cat learning about gravity. <laughs> wouldn't that have brought you extra motivation to get out of the room sooner? Or well, was it, or it, is it a teamwork thing? It was, but that was the problem is, you know, part of the... Because it's teamwork, right? Yeah. So when you've got someone who's a wanker who 
also doesn't listen to you and you mm. want to you wanna just kill them anyway, yeah. it made it much harder. So kind of like if the Beatles were all trying to do an escape room. Totally. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we did that thing where you probably, you've probably seen this at work where you, because you've got two groups. This was, a, you had two groups of us in two different rooms. Yep. And we finished the room with like 20 minutes to spare and we mm. came out really victorious and the other group had been waiting for 45 minutes oh, for us. Yeah. <laughs> they were real bored. Oh, dear. Because we sucked so bad. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> um, the Beatles. <laughs> yes. Because uh, we are here to talk about Help. Um, uh, you haven't seen Help. So, I have not. So what, what are you expecting from this film? Um, I haven't done any research on this. Is this one of their animated features? Nope. No. This okay. is live action. This is live action. Is this like a documentary made at the time? Yep. Nope. Nope. Okay, I have no idea what to expect. It's, um, this is exciting. This yeah. is really fun. I didn't look into it at all because I knew it could go a million different ways. Yeah, and it um, will. And it great. I'm excited yeah. for that. Like I, mm. I'm love the Beatles. I'm very familiar with their. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but they actually made music. Oh, really? Before they made films. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. So I'm really familiar with a lot of like I, I in my early twenties I decided that I would love the Beatles and I got really into them and I, I'm you know mm. I've gotten less passionate as as time has gone on, but. Mm. Uh, on the way here, I was blasting um, "Best of Beatles" Sweet. Um, nice. to get hyped for this experience. Excellent. Okay, yeah. that's lovely. We said excellent. We did say time. excellent at the same it's time. Creepy. That's because uh, you are our guest who has seen the film. It is the excellent Tegan Mulvaney. Hello, uh, local actor, performer, and uh, occasional sim lover. And by occasional, oh, yeah. I mean frequent. I thought you said sim lab. I was like, what's a sim lab? Yeah, but you, you make sims in, the, in yeah. the lab. Yeah, yeah, no, no sim lover. Sim lab. Simulated. Yes. Laboratories. That's I, me. Yes, um, you you've seen Help. Yeah, um, heaps you know, of times. With, without spoiling anything, if, if possible, what what is Help about? Um, it's about God. It's so hard to explain. Um, it's about a. It's got a lot of bit of religion in there. It's got a bit of um, wacky James Bond esque espionage in there. It's got um, the Bahamas in okay. it. It's got um, lots of really silly jokes. Think of like a Carry On film, but not so sexual. But so it's the the jokes, the goofiness mm. of those I'm, sort of films. I'm imagining based on this um, Spice Girls World Tour, but for the Beatles. Yes. Okay. I, okay. That's such a good one. Yeah. Okay. I was so now I, I have an image in my mind now. Yeah. I think I can. Cool. Does I me, think if does... you. If you yeah, seeing Spice World, you probably. It, I think that's a bit of a homage to Understood. to help. Great. Yeah, does Meatloaf drive the bus in this one? Sadly, no. Oh, okay. No, do they eat meatloaf in it? No, no. there's eating in it. Okay. It's just there's a, a few of like British cameos that mean nothing to me. Leo McKern's in it. Rumpole of the Baileys in it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's just. They did the first one. The first one, The Hard Day's Night is about a day in the life of the Beatles, like being the Beatles. This is that, but, so they're still being the Beatles, but they're just stupid. It's like, what if the day in the life of the Beatles was absolutely ridiculous? Mm. Um, And that's what it is. It's super fun and heaps of music. I'm very excited. Yeah. And are you a big Beatles fan, Tegan? A little bit. A little bit? Huge. A little bit of a huge Beatles fan? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I'm very excited. There would have been blood if i hadn't done this film <laughs> I, I i'm aware you sent me the messages so. i did yes so, i threatened yes. do you have a favorite beetle of the four paul 
Mm. Unpopular you opinion. Know, I should have I should have guessed that given mm. given that you were in a wings cover w- band. Wings cover band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and the one time that I joked that Mull of Kintar was not a good song, you stared daggers at me. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, joked. Yeah, yeah joked. Yeah. Make sure that was a joke. Mm. Do you, Do you have a favorite Beatles? Oh, Ringo. I was going to yeah. say Ringo too, but yeah. mostly I'm I'm a drummer, so. Oh, for me it was for Thomas the Tank Engine. That's that's why. <laughs> oh, that's a good pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I I grew up watching those things and then found out oh he was in a band as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's great. That's the Before best way he to did find the films. Mm. Uh, okay, so with all that being said, shall we watch Help? Yes. Yeah. Right. I can't wait. Okay, for those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and go to the window as we watch <laughs> Help. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Help! And by we, I of course mean Tegan Mulvaney. Hello. And Andrew David. Hello. Andrew, that was your first time watching sure The Beatles Help. Yes. What did you think? Look, I had a really good time. I don't know if I can say it was a good film, mm. but I was laughing a lot. Mm. I think there's, there's, there's real standout moments, especially I think it's best when the Beatles are just kind of doing their thing. Hmm. And then you can see they're like, and now we've constructed something around it, <laughs> which is sometimes really good, sometimes really problematic, um, but generally mostly a good time. Okay. Yeah. So mostly, mostly a, a good fun time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tegan, you've, you, when did you last watch this film? I don't think I asked. Um, about a month ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, still, still fun. I yeah, I hadn't watched it for ages, and then I, I was telling my partner about all of the Beatles films, and he hadn't seen any of them. Mm. And we started with this one because I think it's a good jumping in point. Mm. From what I've seen of Yellow Submarine, it's not as weird as that, so it it makes sense. It's different weird. Yellow yeah. sub and Yellow Submarine, the Beatles aren't in it. It's not no, them it's... doing their. Which I didn't realize until mm. like the late two thousands that right. that was a thing. Um. Because they sound so similar to yeah. them. Um, yeah, that's very... It's got more of a storyline mm. <laughs> to it, that one. But it's yeah, it is sort of similar. Yeah. And then like A Hard Day's Night's black and white. So it's it takes a little bit to get into it if you're not too keen on black and white films. Magical Mystery Tour is a mess. Mm. That's It's terrible, but fun. That, that's got standout moments too. So like... Yeah. It's almost like you're watching a string of video clips together. Right. And it's redeemable if you think of it like that because it's a trash film. <laughs> you talk about... We talked about how this one was them on, on weed. Mm. Magical Mystery Tour was them on LSD. So right. it goes a bit crazier. Yeah, a bit um, more unhinged. But yeah, it's just stupid. It's stupid fun. Mm. It's really just... We just want to hang out and do something and then you guys film stuff around it and then uh, we get to have a holiday. Yeah. Mm. And all the jokes still land. That's what I think is really cool about it. Like half of those jokes, if if you're watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they would be things you'd see. Like the the Bahamas cops where they're like running back and forth and he's recounting them. It's the swimmer that got me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, icon swimming yeah. was great just then white clips mournfully of pointing the other way <laughs> at the end, of the, the end so good yeah. oh, there's so many good visual gags yeah. just going on yeah it's uh, this is my first time watching it as well um and I, I would agree with the 
that is maybe the stupidest film that I've seen, but it was mm-hmm. really fun. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, and it's, it, you know, it's not it's, try hard stupid. Yeah. It's just stupid. It's stupid. It, I got the sense that, you know what? The Beatles, I bet they had a really good time for a lot of the time. They were yeah. the biggest rock band in the world. And yeah. you don't get that sense with a lot of like giant musical acts, like particularly bands, oh, well, particularly solo singers, bands maybe have more of an opportunity because they're usually mates. But, um, you don't get the sense that people who are in big musical acts are actually having that much fun. And I think the Beatles are kind of like, no, no, this this is a lot of fun. We're just four guys, all the same age. What, we're going to make a movie? Let's just fart around for three weeks and let them piece it together. And they don't care about good acting. They don't care about good anything. But you can you can tell that like John and Paul and Ringo and George just had a blast. And we, we get to watch them having a blast. I don't think they'd get the... Because they get pretty solid, fun performances out of them, mm. and they probably wouldn't have got it if they weren't having the best time. Because mm. um, even if they felt a little bit um, self-aware or self-conscious, mm. it would be so contrived to get some of those jokes. Mm. So I think they, the director did a, and they did it on the first film too, because the director directed Hard Day's Night too. Mm. Just was so good at setting up an environment where they were comfortable being silly and looking mm. like dickheads. Yeah. Yeah. Because who it doesn't really want to watch that? It really kind of felt like, here's the premise, put you in a room, mm. we'll just film it and yeah. give you some vague yeah. guidance and you go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody's coming to a Beatles film looking for like anything but a good time. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of the point of, you know, big popular entertainment things is they're there to have a bit of fun. It's a carry on Beatles. It really is. It's carry on Beatles. And, and it know, has to be PG because mm. it's for a wider demographic. Yeah. But it's so there's no boob jokes in there, but it's ultimately a carry on Beatles film. Yeah. And it's it's fun. Like, yeah. it, like, and the thing is, is all the elements with it are just very, I'd like, yeah, that sort of postcard humor, that sort of um, what you would call like on the face of it, quite harmless. Like, you know, there's guns and there's bombs, but nobody ever gets hurt. No, nobody. You know, even though we're talking about a cult that sacrifices people, <laughs> but they don't even get to sacrifice anyone at yeah. the end. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's just it. You know, it's a lot coming of coming back from that temple all colors. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's it's, it, it's it's ridiculous and it's silly. And yeah, okay, there's there's definitely some some problematic representation in there, but it's a film that is just designed to be like, yeah, of course you've got the the cultists who are trying to get them, and you've got yeah. the scientists who are trying to get them for a different reason. The, and that the eastern mysticism thing because i was thinking about that driving here today Mm. but i was also listening to a podcast about a cult (laughs) um the family cult oh yes and um because the the leader of that and chamberlain Byrne, i think her name was she um so she when she was like evolving into this cult leader she was studying eastern mysticism Mm. and i and i and it coincides with this timing and i thought okay so this is why they've done it this way because during the 50s and 60s it was such a thing Mm. for the east and the mysticism Mm. of the east to Uh, come into it so mm. there's a i feel like you could maybe diminish some of the problematic stuff by going well this is a piss take of that of that obsession that Mm. the white british elite had Mm. with 
um, Eastern mysticism. Yeah, I guess it's hard to tell whether it is a piss take or it is on the same level as those other, yeah. uh, like, repossession of, of those traits. Yeah, yeah. it is tricky. That I And it might be somewhere in the middle or probably more towards and the end And everyone involved might have different mm. views yeah. on that. And you only have to look at the fact that the Beatles themselves, a couple of years after this film, yeah. went into yeah. a lot of those uh, Eastern influences, and, and George Harrison in particular, um, got very interested in concepts around reincarnation and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, it was definitely a time period of those ideas coming in, but it, it's just a question of portrayal. And in the 60s, they were not questions that were being asked by the people yeah. that were making the films. It was just, these are good actors, let's just put them in turbans and have them run around and do some silly jokes. What it, What I will say is that I feel like if we're going to do like a grand ranking of best to worst problematic uh, Eastern mysticism, for, for me, I think like this this gets no way near the crimes of something like the Temple of Doom. No, like mm. for example, no, for because sure. there yeah. is a little bit of darker makeup and mm. things like that, which they they're the parts where I look at it and go, oh, okay, yeah. well, oh, that's but, right, this is nineteen sixty five. But but also the intent, and I think the intent was literally. Oh, we just need a group to yeah. go after the Beatles. Yeah. And at the time, you know, you, you look at things like um, even things like Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet. You know, they had puppets that were very uh, Eastern culturally yeah. influenced. And that's where yeah. I think that there's maybe a a joke in the Eastern because they never target a country, they never mm. target a religion, they never target anything that. Part yeah, of the they just joke say Eastern, is, yeah. They, yeah, yeah, the filthy Eastern ways. You know, the yeah. the, the joke that they yeah. they make about that becomes it's very yeah. much a parody of um, the excitement around yeah. the mysticism. So, I, and I, I I do genuinely believe that that's a big part of the the parody. The satire is not so mm. much the culture; it is the obsession with the culture. Mm. But being the sixties, they don't necessarily do it. Yeah without being a little on the nose yeah. yeah, or a lot on the nose. It's extremely on the nose. Yeah. And and that's just... I, I don't think it is the Beatles' fault no. in this case or the filmmaker's no. fault. I, I think it is more... Sign of times. That's what was happening at the time. Yeah. And wasn't right then. Isn't right now. Yeah. But, yeah. It's essentially, I just want to go, this is specifically Ringo Starr's fault <laughs> or, or something <laughs> like that. So uh, the story of the film uh, is that uh, it, it's a very Ringo-centric plot, which great. Uh, I'm very pleased with. Yeah. Um, front and center. I've, I've always said, more Ringo, get him out there. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, the, basically, um, this cult uh, are, or religion are looking at uh, performing their, their usual sacrifice, but the sacrifice doesn't have the sacrificial ring. And it's because she's a massive Beatles fan and sent it to Ringo Starr. Which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> what a hilarious concept. Yeah, and just a great reveal of that as well. Yeah. Because yeah. the first minute of this film is not what you're expecting, is it, Andrew? No, no. It opens and there's a giant uh, six-armed statue um, and they go. there's all the chanting and uh, the red paint and mm. the, the nasty knife. Uh, and then the head cult leader takes off his mask. And it's and, Leo McKern. And, it's yeah. <laughs> and it just takes a left turn. Yeah. And then I love the reveal of the, 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 the help music video that they cut to. And the first shot is Ringo's hands with the ring on. And then the darts like piling up on, yes. the, on the projector yeah. screen as they go. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this is a story about it's get Ringo is, is this yeah. film. It's he can't get the ring off his finger. You've got cultists and scientists and everybody else chasing after him. And it's up to the Beatles to like protect their friend and sort it out. All whilst just having 
a lot of fun while making this film. Or sometimes not protect their friend and maybe try to chop his finger off. Yeah, but you know, they, look, I was getting pretty tired of the film at that point when yeah. they're like, let's just cut it off and be over with. <laughs> yeah. I'd have the same thought. Yeah. But we hadn't got to the tiger yet. That's true. <laughs> the Bengal man eater. Yeah, and so, and so basically the film then just sort of repeats itself about 12 times. Yes. But in quite fun ways a lot of the time. But yeah. doesn't every James Bond film yeah. as well, like the... That well, it's taking the Mickey out yeah. to, and the th- and the thing is, is like, oh look, Ringo's in trouble. Oh, Ringo's not in trouble because they yeah. figured it out. Trapdoor. Yeah, trap. Trapdoor. Trap <laughs> yeah. uh, so many trapdoors. Cage. Oh, but trapdoor. <laughs> yeah, trapdoor in a cage. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting I, I, the tiger to have a trapdoor. I do in its like face. they go. They start the film. They mm. do the first. The like ring theft attempt, and mm. then they say, and then it happened five more times, and they just do a montage of five ring attempts, and then yeah. they do. The rest of the film is five more ring theft attempts, yeah. in, like you're saying, in twenty minute blocks over yeah. and over again. And and and, and it's fun. Yeah. Like uh, you know, they, they do a, a good job of like mixing it up, and just being like, oh, how are they going to try steal the ring this time? Oh, they're going to attack everyone in the restaurant, uh, or, or the pub, or wherever they happen to be. With a lot of attacks just happening, but it was that sort of like it. It felt like people playing. It felt like kids playing like in spy movies there was a lot of umbrellas with stuff shooting out of it in this film oh, yeah. like flamethrowers poison darts or, or microphones darts. yeah yeah a, a lot of gadgets and it was just silly and fun and and yeah so that's the plot that's all that's all the plot it's essentially oh the beatles wanted to go to the sk- skiing they wanted to go skiing in the alps they wanted to hang out in the bahamas and then they shot the rest of it in the uk and that's <laughs> that's kind of the plot is just they wanted to go on holiday there and I'll say it. I think more films should be filmed like that. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Just, yeah. yeah. This, this is why I think when you said Spice World, it's a good analogy. You it's can absolutely. See, yeah. yeah it's watching kind it, of I'm a like, homage. oh, I see it 100%. Totally. Yeah. I mean, Spice World, the character, it's the difference only being that they'd already had those characteristics developed for the, for the, each of the, you know, the members of the group. Mm. And there's a bit more script yes. and plot. Mm. But it's that. It's, Even it's the, total um, homage to that. The. The first time I laughed so hard when they go into the separate housing units and it's the one big housing <laughs> yeah. unit. Yeah. But having like the different portions of the house was very much like, like the, the two of us. Yeah, yeah, that's the right. World, yeah. It was, yeah. And like the the, the piano keyboard that rises yes. out of the floor and like Ringo's side just having a load of vending machines. Uh, and just, just a lot you of You know fun. they've just gone, all right, boys, what do you want? Yeah. Set yeah. dresser, we'll go to town. Yeah, John's little sunken bed thing. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I would have probably thought it was really cool as a teenager. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's kind of the whole point of the that's Beatles. It, yeah. It's that kind of like youth cool thing. Well, they were 20, 60, make it probably 65. So yeah. they were 25, 24, and 23. Yeah. They're babies. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, they're, they're, they're not great actors but they're not terrible in the film yeah. like that all you have to be is you're all the same guy from liverpool yeah. basically with like very small variations which they them. take the mickey out of yeah. with the hey beetle hey beetle <laughs> but all these beetles look the same yeah. <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> see it's fun it is fun it's just very very silly um and and you know it was just nice to see them playing around was there a standout farcical sequence for you andrew was there a bit that made you go that was that was amazing. Uh, it's not so much the sequences that got to me, but the individual moments, like the, the swimmer for one, mm. and then bringing him back was amazing. The um, uh, it's a different religion from ours, I think. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, just amazing. And then just every time a trap door came up, I was yeah. like, "This is a drinking game that mm. has probably been played for fifty years at this point." Yeah. Uh, what about yourself, Tiggs? 
Oh, Tiny Paul. Tiny Paul? Tiny Paul was great. Yeah. Tiny, I had Tiny Paul highlighted. Yeah, well, sticky. <laughs> yeah. I, I did love the scientists be like, uh, just complaining about the American technology with the British plugs. Oh, that's it right. It felt so yeah. very specific, but I understand it's it. It's Roy Kinnear being so irritating. Because yeah. he is irritating. Mm. Like, you can... I'm moving my left foot. I'm moving my <laughs> right foot. But he does it so well. Yes. Yeah. And it's just nice seeing Roy Kinnear in a film. Just yeah. Because he's, he's so funny. He's he's just got... Again, he just embodies that character of like, you're on his side, even though he's just like, he'd be the worst person to rely on in those situations. He's so funny. And I think um, Victor Spinetti, mm. I might be wrong, but he... Because he's in Hard Day's Night as mm. well. Yeah. And he plays a sort of similar character in A Hard Day's Night. And I think they loved him so much that they gave him a bigger role in mm. this one because he's... He plays a neurotic TV producer that's just the Beatles are messing with in that for in a hard day's night. So mm. they br- to bring that character to life and yeah. then give him a sidekick was just super beautiful. Yeah, to no, see. They, they they did they kept bringing him back for all the films because he's cause they, just funny and he's great. Yeah, because he's in Magical Mystery Tour too. Mm. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's 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 a it's a good bit of fun. I did enjoy the bit with the tiger. Yeah, uh, and just just how that built with uh, it's like oh you have to sing Beethoven's Ninth yeah. to it it's the it was from Good the Good Lord it's it's the famous Beng- Bengal man Raja <laughs> don't worry you're perfectly safe <laughs> yeah it's just it's just a lot of silliness and farting around yeah. and fun it's not a great film though at the same time yeah. like it's it's yeah that there are bits of it where I'm like maybe the sequence with the British military could be shorter, even though that had some great big explosions in it. Um, yeah, it was just little bits and pieces where I'm like, okay, this... I'd like to get to the next set piece yeah. to see how they're going to mess that up. It really does feel like the kind of film that mm. you just have on in the background and you just catch every other scene. Mm. I like that it just ends out of nowhere. Yeah. That's, you know, that's quite fun. That feels very, like, you know, stuff like... Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, yes. which would come after it, where it's just, and the film's done. Yes. Which is, because that's, because George Harrison used to say that the spirit of the Beatles went into Monty Python. Because mm-hmm. he produced a lot of the stuff, he, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he produced mm-hmm. Life of Brian and mm-hmm. um, a few of the other things. But he, mm. he because the Beatles broke up, 69, and Monty Python started in 69. That's so only he, four years after this. That's mm. wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that great? They did yeah. so much. In such a small amount of time. Because yeah. this is sixty-five. When did they like? Well, sixty-three was stardom. Sixty-three was the first album, which was yeah. uh, please that please me. That is so wild that yeah. in two years they're already at this level. Yeah. And they and this is they'd be four or five albums in. Sixty-five they released two albums that year. I think. I yeah. think that's Rubber Soul and Revolver because mm. that's where most of these songs are from. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this is the second film. As well, yeah, in that they were time. active for six years, the same yeah. length as uh, arguably the only super group that's beat them uh, for notoriety, One Direction. I knew, I knew you were going to say them. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I was. I, they're the they're the obvious like more contemporary. They uh, could example. have made a film. I yeah. would have probably yeah. watched. I'd have loved to have seen Zane with some sort of magic ring yeah. stuck to his hand. It would have just been Don't Stop, yeah. Never Stopping, but not as good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's um, yeah, it, it it is really fun. I I do think that the the music. Um, well, the Beatles music, obviously, we've got Beethoven in there, but the, but the the Beatles music and the music videos that they've shot for it are quite fun. Yeah, they're, they're beautifully shot. They're really, really nicely put together. Yeah. And you know, th- this film didn't feel like it was a vehicle to like watch a bunch of Beatles music videos. But the look on that girl's face mm-hmm. that Paul is playing, like a 
bass guitar. Oh, yeah. She just looks like she can't even handle it. Like mm-hmm. she just can't contain herself. Mm. I that would be me. You, I mean, if 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 Paul Can McCartney you... walked in right now in the in his eighties, oh just God. going like, I'm gonna play like a guitar, Teagues. I'd be <laughs> naked. <laughs> okay, uh, Paul, please don't come in. We're, we're, we're... Calm off, calm off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, but yeah, they, I mean, yeah, they they were the biggest thing yeah. in the in the she world. She just has this understandable look of mm. I am in a Beatles film mm. and I am the guitar right now. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah, a look that Roy Kinnear did not have. Uh, no. <laughs> he seemed a bit more comfortable with, with being around the Beatles, <laughs> which you know, sign of a good actor, I'd say maybe. My sister met Leo McKern once. Oh really? Yeah, way back in the day, obviously because mm. he's dead. Yeah. Um but him and Ruth Cracknell were doing um, the importance of being earnest over at for Sydney Theatre Company. Mm. I think in the late nineties, he was super old. Mm. Um, and she ran into him downstairs. She's a massive Beatles fan too. And she, she was like, I had to. So she ran up to him and said, I'm sorry, Mr. McKern, but I just have to ask you, what were the Beatles like? <laughs> and she expected him to tell her to go jump. And he just said, they were very nice boys. <laughs> <laughs> And got up and left. And oh, I was like, wow, that's wow. so cool. And that's nice to hear as well. Yeah. yeah. That they weren't awful to work with. Yeah. 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 No, it's, yeah, it's, I don't think there's really much more we can say about this film. Just that it's fun. It's not really much to analyze, I don't nah. think. Yeah, it is good time though. But yeah. also, you know, it's, I mean, we're dealing with a, a rock band who are more than half a century old in terms of when their work happened. Like, you yeah. know, they've, they've been done for 50 four years at this point you know and it's it's kind of remarkable to think that we have access to so much of their stuff that we can get like you you know you still have things like the disney plus um yeah. million year long documentary that they had um on, on the beatles and the fact that they're still culturally relevant and yeah. i mean it's, it's literally impossible to like uh to figure out how big their cultural impact is. Mm. It's, it's, like, you it's know, so enmeshed. You know how you were saying you, in your twenties, you decided you were going to be a Beatles fan. Yeah, I mean, it always it had always been around. Like yeah. I remember my mum playing like K hey Jude on the piano yeah. and me singing mm. along. But it was just a part of life. I think it's funny now to try and introduce. You know, if people haven't listened to Beatles music now, they when you try and introduce it to them, I don't think they understand the impact. Yeah. Because most of the music you hear now is influenced in some way by the Beatles. Yeah. You hear it in every song. And so when people now hear a Beatles song, they're just like, oh, yeah, it just sounds like everything else. And you just, oh, I just want to go, yeah, but that's 50, 60 years ago. Because you everything know, else sounds like that. That's right. It's kind of, I, mm. I kind of think of it like, uh, like Casablanca. Yeah. And it's like that's you watch right, that yeah. and it's quite a basic film to some people, but... It's because it's informed so many films absolutely, since then. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's impossible to disconnect the two, but to the layperson, it just, it feels, it feels derivative. It feels familiar. Mm. Yeah, der- actually, no, probably, mm. yeah, derivative, because they're so used to seeing yeah. the things that are derivative of it. When it, it's interesting, because listening to, like, we're talking about um, their first album, mm. and when you listen to their first album, it's very derivative of 50s rock and roll. It's basically a 50s rock and roll album. Lots of covers with a couple of hits that they wrote themselves. Yeah. So it's interesting to then see their, where, where their kind of influences came from and then how they evolved from there. 
It's mm. I, that's why I like I love them. There's a Beatles album for every mood that you're in. Mm. It's, I suppose when people ask what's my favorite, I always say it's very hard to figure out what your favorite is because there's always something depending on what you feel like. Yeah, and yeah, it, it is just interesting thinking about the fact that though that they made these multiple ventures into film, which is not obviously their medium of choice and not yeah. easy to do no. back then. And the fact that these films are you know not all of them are great or or, or well liked but help is very well liked and i can see why because it's fun Uh, and and a hard day's night is very well liked and respected uh, to be uh, to be fair a hard day's night is i you know arguably a better film like if you put them in front of a critic Mm. the structure of a hard day's night is pretty stunning Mm. um with similar jokes though it's got like wilford bramble is in it from steptoe and son he Mm. plays paul's dad oh yeah and they, there's running gags through it about him being a very clean man. The irony being he mm. was a peeping Tom in real life. But yeah. but so the, the jokes are still there. But this one, they've just loosened the screws mm. a little bit and yeah. let them yeah. go to town. And I think it's all for the better for the film. And yeah. it really it really does feel like a middle ground between their earlier, like you're saying, kind of more basic work yeah. and where they end up going with the much more experimental yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good yeah. way of thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's interesting as well how much of the humour has stayed intact. It hasn't aged. Yeah, because there's a lot of jokes. There are a lot of jokes there which are referential to things at the time. Yeah. Like, uh, oh yeah, how are you going with the great train robbers? Like, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. that, which is fat, so good. Because I had to remember, like, oh yeah, they hadn't caught them at that time. Uh, so Hi- Highly likely that was improvised yeah. as well. Yeah, and Which it's is great, but but it still translates where it's like, okay, yeah, John is disrespecting the police uh, yeah. to their face, and it, it's just, yeah, it's it's just really fun, and you know they go to Buckingham Palace as as a hideout spot, and it's just a well known location in the title <laughs> card, like, it, like I can imagine this being so well revolutionary as a, as a comedy film because yeah. as you say a lot of the jokes wouldn't be out of place in something like brooklyn 99 austin powers yeah but but i got big austin powers vibes yeah. from a lot of this the, yeah. the, a well-known castle yeah you wouldn't we, that's basically an austin powers joke yeah there's the 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 ping pong you know the directing the plane and then mm. playing table tennis surely that is in a national lampoons Must be. film it Must has be. to be yeah and and that's but all of these things that we're talking about are things which came after this film yeah that's which right it's pretty remarkable to think about yeah and they were probably all thought up on the day mm. they looked around them and saw what they had and went well let's figure out what joke we can make out of yeah. what we've got right mm. now yeah which is i guess as improvisers mm. it's brilliant yeah it's just so exciting to mm. to see that click yeah and best of all they had those two little old ladies at the beginning <laughs> wave i don't like to I expect it. Yeah, they expect it, don't they? <laughs> just so natural. <laughs> they will, they you know will. what I mean, success. Yeah. <laughs> just the way she says them. They're wonderful. Oh. Uh, and of course the film ends in a big fight uh, on the beach. Big wrestle on the beach. Big wrestle on the beach. You know, swimmer turns up. And it's dedicated to the inventor of the Singer <laughs> sewing machine. Which... That feels like a Monty Python joke for sure. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, just waiting for the foot to come down. Yes. That, yeah. That's the end of the film. Uh, would you like some trivia about help? Yeah, yeah. Please. Okay, all of this trivia comes from IMDb, so if it's not true, don't blame me. Blame Ringo. Yes. Mm, Everyone blame Ringo. Blame Ringo. Film. I was just... I, I know it doesn't work because the film came out before it, but I really wanted someone to point at Ringo and go, you've got red on you. 
the swimmer who pops up twice uh, asking for the cliffs of Dover uh, is Mal Evans, who was the road manager for the Beatles. <laughs> so just a guy that would have been there like, hey, pop on some trunks. This will be funny. You'll be- the it's fact that like you're saying they filmed the Bahamas scene first. Yeah. So they filmed it. And then they had the thought to do it again mm. when they're in the Alps. Yeah. Is what is, that's what's so much better about it. I wonder it. if he knew he was signing up for ice, yeah. <laughs> ice diving. <laughs> yeah. Possibly, possibly not. Uh, one of this movie's original taglines was, please do not reveal the beginning of this movie to your friends. Br- brackets, they'd never believe it anyway. <laughs> End brackets. Fair. Uh, a spoof of the tagline for uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, uh, which had implored the audience, please do not reveal the ending of this movie to your friend. It's the only one we have. But they're also not wrong. Mm. If you told me a Beatles film uh, opened with the sacrifice like that, well, yeah. you said you went. Is this the star? Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> are, you, are you playing the right the right films? Um, yeah, according to Sir Paul McCartney, the script was designed around their requests that the story involve trips to the Alps and the Bahamas because, quote, we've never been there before. End quote. Uh, the Bahamas was also chosen because uh, at the time they were a British territory and that allowed them to be used as a tax shelter as well. Great. Yep. Classic. Mm. Um, by Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr's own admissions they were so stoned on the day that they shot the scene where Dr. Foot and Algernon tried to blow them up in the Alps that when George Harrison screamed the line it's a fiendish thingy wrong Ringo both Ringo and Paul ran over the next hill <laughs> <laughs> and th- that's the thing is they were so high making this film because yeah. this was right when they'd first gotten into into the, the marijuana and uh, it, the pot. It, it shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really shows. Um, arguably, maybe. There's a close-up mm. in the you know the ticket to ride where they're playing with the cameras and stuff. There's a close-up of Paul's eyes. Yeah. And they are blood red. Yeah. They are so red. Yeah. Arguably, it's... we maybe got better performances out of them. True. They, they were more relaxed. Yeah. Just True. like willing to go. I hope they got, I think they must have been high in post-production as well because a lot of the... <laughs> The you know the voiceover the stuff, the dubbing work, yeah, all yeah. the ADR. Oh, yeah. judge, 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 judge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But look, there was a lot of drugs going through those guys. Totally. And you know, it made its way to film, and it looked all right. <laughs> uh, during the filming of the bicycle scene, um, a Hindu devotee approached all four of the Beatles with copies of a book about reincarnation sparking the interest in Hinduism that George Harrison would carry for the rest of his life, wow. and presumably. The one after it. <laughs> For his Where sake, hopefully now? so. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know exactly how quick the turnaround is on Hinduism, but if it's uh, immediately, like you pop straight from together. could have had two by now. Could have. But, you know, he could be, he could be in his early 20s. He could. Yeah. Gosh, that's crazy. Mm. Um, the original title for this movie was Eight Arms to Hold You. But no one really liked it. Uh, and by the time the movie was edited, uh, it didn't fit the storyline. Uh, John Lennon had written the song Help around the same time, and it suited the movie's theme. Uh, so it became the title song. Cool. So March they band. played it three times. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Eight that ar- marching band yeah. version of the... I don't know if you can get that anywhere, but it's so it's good. It's amazing, isn't it? The it's... Bump. I love the... Um... Mm. The she's a woman one, the bum 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 yes. bum bum, ba-dum. the one they've turned into like a Bond theme. Yeah, that's yeah. cool as well. Eight arms to hold you is not a good title. No, no. It's like eight days a week, yes. Eight yeah. arms to hold you, no. I think is how that works. <laughs> it's slightly sinister, and it makes them sound like they're some sort of octopus as well. Now I think about it, it's unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, originally, the Beatles were going to make a western. 
the story was going to be set in Texas and involved the four of them fighting over the affections of a cattle baron's daughter. Awesome. Uh, they There are even... Creepy. If it's one daughter. That's eight arms to hold you. That's the- <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, there are even publicity photos showing them on horseback and wearing cowboy outfits. However, the movie shut down production and the Beatles ended up making this instead. I'm very happy. That that I, I think this has more staying power yeah. for sure. Yeah, it would have been a very different Blazing Saddles if they were all high on yes. pot in the desert. Just <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Could have given Blazing Saddles something to piss take. Though. Yeah, something I, else I, I think Mel Brooks wouldn't have bothered. He'd just gone, <laughs> nah, they've done it. I'll make something else. Uh, Peter Sellers turned down a role in this film because he didn't want to play second fiddle to the Beatles. That checks out. Yeah. And I respect him for that a little bit. He's like, mm. I'm glad he didn't because I'm guessing it would be something like the police sergeant. Yeah. yeah. But that guy's hilarious. Mm. The scene in the car where he's trying to tell them he's got a plan. I don't think that was scripted. I think he actually was meant to tell them the plan and what the plan was. Mm. And Paul and John were just dicking about with him being annoying. Mm. And he just continued with that. And that punchline at the end of just, I've got a plan <laughs> it's like yeah. a plan yeah uh, patrick cargill who oh played the superintendent. so good and just the getting out of the small plane and, and having to climbing climb up, up over the top yeah. Yeah. Not so a bit good. like cagney yeah <laughs> gear fair hello there it's the famous ringo gear uh, fair yeah. i mean in fairness that was a, if that wasn't ringo dubbing him that was a really good impression. it was good yeah Not a bit like cagney oh dear uh victor spinetti who plays one of the scientists uh did appear in two other beatles movies as you said um, this was Welsh actor Spinetti's second time playing opposite the Beatles, having portrayed the uppity TV director in A Hard Day's Night. Uh, he was a favourite actor of the Beatles who had asked him to appear in their previous movie after seeing him in the theatre. According to Spinetti, George Harrison told him, You've got to be in all of our films. If you're not in them, my mum would, wouldn't want to come and see him because she fancies you. He's <laughs> pretty handsome. Yeah. Uh, he, t- um, he gave a beautiful mm. interview. Uh, I think he was in Australia for something mm. um, a fair while ago because he's passed away too. Mm. Um, and he just talks about, he talks so fondly of the Beatles. Like mm. I think they remained really strong friends through mm. throughout their lives. Yep. It's just, it's quite special hearing, you know, when hearing those stories, um, just like those connections, I guess, because we it's were pretty working. pretty wild just like working in presumably some local theatre. Yeah. And then mm. being picked the out because the Beatles liked you yeah. and then your whole life changes. And that yeah. he's so theatrical. They let him kind of build mm. these yeah. silly, over-the-top characters yeah. too. I mean, Patrick Cargill was a pretty prominent stage actor. He did a lot of British TV as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Beatles is, is another level uh, on top of that. So, yeah, look, he... he... And Le- I mean, and Leo McKern as well. Yeah. That's, there's an icon there too. Uh, a little bit of trivia about um, Patrick Cargill that yeah. I've just found out. He had many pets, including a monkey, a parrot, and a castrated ram. Oh, my Why gosh. does it specify it's castrated? Don't know, but apparently that's important <laughs> to have. Sure. I mean, you don't want an uncastrated ram. That's how you end up with too many rams to Too many be. rams. Yeah. I, I guess. Mm. And unlike computing, too many ram, too much ram is bad in this case. <laughs> um, before the ski shot at the, at, I always said the Australian Alps. That's not a thing. <laughs> I'm now just imagining. Stephen's making a note. You're just making a note. Australian Alps, future, future improvisation. This proposition right there. Yeah. Before the ski shot in the Austrian Alps, the Beatles uh, told the director Richard Lester that they had never skied before. Lester handed skis to them and said. 
What a better time to learn. Find a hill and practice. Lester then later admitted in an interview, we set cameras to follow them around and then gave those tapes to the editor to create parts of the Ticket to Ride scene. Perfect. So that, that scene is That's clever. them yeah. learning to ski. That's great. Mm. <laughs> and it, I've, I've skied once in my life mm-hmm. on the on the mountains of in Japan mm-hmm. and uh, they were a lot more graceful than I was. So yeah, presumably they were stoned and, and their first time, but they were doing better. Made mm. their falls a bit softer. Yeah. They were nice and loose. Yeah. Just <laughs> uh, the Hindu deity that Clang Leo McKern's character and his cult w- worships is Kali, also known as Kali Ma, making it the same goddess worshipped by the cult in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. But they call it Kaili. Yes, they Kaili. go Kaili or Kali, but it's uh, the same god, Kali Ma. Wow! So I'm just really want Leo McKern to appear in Temple of Doom now. <laughs> There's <laughs> got to be an edit somewhere. Yeah. Just, just running around trying to capture short round. He's got such a good glass eye. Mm. He's got glass eye. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you can not you can no, barely tell. Only very... I'm just, I always think like back in the 60s, mm. but it's so good. It looks great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the final bit of trivia. A sequence in this movie is credited with introducing many Americans to the sport of curling. <laughs> Reportedly, some reviewers as well as audience members thought it was just another fantasy element made up for the movie. <laughs> Just We've like, never heard of it. Yeah. I've never seen curling actually portrayed. I never watched it at the Olympics or anything. Mm. So I was like, I assume this is actually what curling is, but I, mm. I don't know. I love curling at the Olympics because mm. it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. They, their sweep technique was not great in this film. No, has no. has to be said. And there was definitely some foul play. I'm pretty sure John like kicked one of the, the stones out of the way while he was going. It was, And then just putting a bomb in it. Wonderful. Icon. Wonderful touch. Ah, thank God they're curling. We have the the curling bomb. Yes. <laughs> Setting it up now, sir. Just talking into the microphone, even though he's next to him. Setting it up now, steady. sir. Steady. I am steady. <laughs> Moving my left foot. <laughs> Moving my right foot. Okay, all that remains is for us to score the film. And Andrew, you get to go first because it was your first time watching Help. Oh, what dear. would you give it out of 10? I mean, again, it's not... It's fun, it's a good time. It's not a good film. Mm. And Tegan's given me a look, which I don't no, know I was what like, it means. I was agreeing with you. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's not a good film, but... I'm going to give it six unexpected trap doors out of ten. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, is, that is the correct Does that mean there's four expected trap yes, doors? You, you skipped the ones that you knew were there. <laughs> yeah. What about yourself, Tegan? Um, I agree with all of that. I, it's so amusing. Like you sit there and you giggle and then you're like, nah, I'm bored. Oh no, I'm back. I'm. Mm. It's fun. It's the best. Um, seven and a half good British plugs out of ten. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah. I will before you do. Yeah, I just one other thing I thought of. The one part in it that film that makes me feel icky is um, when they go to shoot. John Lennon and the gun jams. Yes, mm. yes, I did, I did notice that. Made my stomach drop mm. uh, every time I watch it. I go because mm. it's a quite a serious moment. He it clicks yeah. and he goes, "Get it!" It's this moment, and I, maybe it's just serious because of the context of that now. Mm. But that's always something I go. Oof. Yeah, I must admit when that point happened in the film, I went, "Oh, that's right, he got shot. Yeah. That's how he died." And then, yeah, I, I did look over and saw your face was like, "Oh." Mm. Yeah, that's, but that's, again, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That that's yeah. just but then, depicted in that way. But then Tiny Paul, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> For me, um, 
yeah not not a great film not the point is is yes. kind of the main thing to to say with that it's it's fun it's silly you'll have a good time um or you won't but i'm guessing that you probably will because there's I just challenge people to not have a good time they'd only yeah. not have a good time if they went into it expecting something credible and you know, I do think there's like a level of British humor that not everyone appreciates or gets. True, yeah, true. But if you if that is your vibe or you grew up with it, like a lot of us have, then like like the I temple girl perfect. getting bathed and the mum yes. saying so those those lines You're just of like, as bad as your sister. <laughs> coming in all hours, all different colors. <laughs> like yeah, I could see that maybe not quite translating. Or the intermission, yeah. which yeah. is basically the goodies pinch that. Yeah. End of part one, part two. That's. Mm. That's a goodies joke. Yeah, but it's it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it is fun. Um, and yeah, it's just nice to watch. So, I'm gonna give it um five and a half. Missed you, naughty boys. <laughs> naughty boys. <laughs> Out of ten, <laughs> that was just ah. Oh, that sequence was too long, but that bit was really. <laughs> it was funny. worth it for yeah, that bit. It was worth it for the just anger. <laughs> this bazooka just. Misses completely. Uh, that brings us to the end of this uh, review of Help. Uh, Tegan and Andrew, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And for those of you listening in, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, we are the Patreon. Uh, you can go over there to patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast. What's the address? That was oh. it. Patreon.com forward slash oh. What's the physical address? Uh, that would be my home address, and I don't want to give that away oh. <laughs> necessarily. Oh, well, uh, well. It is uh, one two three Podcast Street uh, <laughs> in the suburb of Itunesia. Uh, yes, worth it. Send it there. Yeah, yeah. All of that staying. Um, but yes, uh, patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast. Uh, bonus features and goodies. We have a, a, a bonus episode of the cutting room floor that uh, may even be out by the time that you're hearing this. Ooh. So uh, yes, uh, quickly race, uh, run, not walk to get uh, extra I bonus goodies. Ya. I tunes you. Yes. <laughs> um, Yes, uh, for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, there is also our Facebook page. You can search for the Cinema Catch Up there, get news and updates. Uh, and finally, subscribe. Uh, whether you go to iTunesia or uh, Spotifonia. Spotifonia or the United States of SoundCloud, uh, we, we can be subscribed to there. Uh, SoundCloud City. SoundCloud City. <laughs> That's better. There it is. Gonna set my soul. <laughs> uh, so that's all for this week. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>